your dad's not the only one to blame. Society is not the only thing to blame. The age gap is not the only thing to blame. Even your father's father is not the only one to blame. And your mindset is not the only thing to blame. But each part plays a role in terms of how much can you develop that father-child relationship. You're listening to Journey to Fatherhood, a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidim Wenaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. Hi there. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for joining us today again at Journey to Fatherhood podcast. I just want to give a big thank you to everyone that's been listening on the various platforms. We launched at the start of this month in April 2020, and we've gotten so many great feedback. We've had conversations with so many people that have been touched by this podcast. And we really want to say thank you for staying engaged and joining the conversation, wherever you may be, whatever age, male, female, regardless of any experiences, everyone's joining in and really contributing and I'm glad that people are getting something from this and it really makes my heart warm to hear that a lot of people are already making steps to their journey to fatherhood in the sense that they've started adopting some of the um, advice and tips we've shared in just the last two episodes. So with that, I just want to say thank you once again for tuning in. And whilst you're, if this is your first time, I want to welcome you to the family or the journey as we share our journeys together to fatherhood. And just to recap, as you probably heard in the intro, this is not just for the guys, but this is also for the ladies that they can learn something, but more so addressing the issue of fatherhood, making a conversation we can feel comfortable talking about. So with that said, I also want to encourage you to make sure that you feel free to leave your feedback on any of the platforms or send a message on our social media handles. So on Twitter is Journey to Father. That's Journey to Father on Twitter. And on Instagram is Journey to Fatherhood podcast. Journey to Fatherhood podcast, that's on Instagram. But the reason why I'm promoting these platforms is because I understand that sometimes you may not be able to communicate or give your feedback on certain, some some of the audio platforms where you listen to the podcast. So feel free to send us a message. I will personally make sure that I read through your messages as well as my team. We'll make sure we read through your messages to make sure that we provide you with the best response and we take on board what you have in mind because a lot of the conversations I've been having with people is people asking if you can address or highlight certain topics or certain issues or difficulties that they want addressed and that's exactly what we will do. The aim is to have the conversation that will bring value to you. So make sure you make make sure you comment, share your feedback, follow us on the various platforms that SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, You've got Anchor and all those other ones. I think you've got Google Cast as well, yes. But be sure to follow us on all of that so that you can get the episodes as soon as they drop on Saturday mornings. That being said, I want to say thank you again. Thank you very much for everyone that's been supportive by sharing it. 
And without further ado, let's dig in. So today I really wanted to give you a kind of a a rundown on what we've been talking about in the last two episodes. And just like I mentioned just a few minutes, a few seconds ago about the feedback that's coming. I wanted to share a few of that with you and see if we can tackle that. And what I'd like to do more often is from time to time, when we get these feedbacks, we address it on the podcast by myself or with our guests that come on. Today, I really wanted to take time to just focus on these feedbacks and just reflect and I guess just give you an update on the journey as well, because we're all on this journey together. And I want to share some updates with you in terms of my journey to fatherhood and how that's going on. So first of all, I think one of the feedback we got was from looking at here. Yes, we had someone said that she is she told us that she has had a lot of responses from females that have been touched by the podcast and a lot of females are getting back to her more than the males and asking her questions such as why are the guys not responding to this so i think what she's trying to say here in terms of the truth is i've it's, it's it's a funny one because I've actually had more females get back to me on terms of how they've been affected by the podcast than males. Guys, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, I'm joking there. But the truth is, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting find. But I'm not particularly shocked by that, by having more females respond. Because I guess this is what I'm trying to change and what we're trying to change with this platform. Making it okay for guys to have that conversation. To open the ground more where it's you can feel comfortable to talk about, okay, this is something I'm going on. Because as you heard in the intro, the question that started all of this is, why do men wait to become fathers before they learn how to become good fathers? And that's a question I always ask ask myself and I aim to address all the loopholes that actually can relate to that answer for that question. So this is why... I'm I'm really I'm really I just want to stay on this a bit because I believe that I don't know how to describe it now. I believe that there are guys listening to this, but it's also about ownership. Some guys don't want to accept or admit that they have a few things they need to work on in terms of their relationship with their fathers or they put it aside. And it's that thing of I was having a conversation with my friend and he was talking about a lot of guys have this macho thing of masculinity where unfortunately it's a false idea of masculinity where you don't express your feelings now just let it slide and it'll sort itself out we don't talk about that and it's it's something I really hope to change and I will definitely be changing as time goes on and I think another one I got here a question I got was this yes someone said replied saying glad that you're able to reconcile with your dad and she went on to ask if we were going to touch on well on those that maybe their father are dead, their father's no more. And for those that their fathers are no more, how can they get a sense of relief if there is anything like that? Now, this one had me really thinking. Now, let me repeat that question. She was asking if we are going to touch on whether the fa- what on where the father is dead. So she said, I would like to ask if you're going to touch on whether the father is dead, how can they get a sense of relief if there is anything like that? So, and she elaborated by saying, I know people who are hurting and cannot tell their fathers how they feel. 
because they are not there, which means they're dead and they are not moving on in life as a result of not expressing these feelings. So now this is a very sensitive one and a very interesting one. I had to really take some time to ponder upon. And the truth about it is that, like I told you, whilst I'm not an expert, I believe everyone has a journey that they can contribute. My father is alive right now, so I can't give a specific answer for this. But I guess what it comes down to is about this closure. And this is where it's great. I always I always encourage people, try and find people that you can speak to about these things. Because communication with gen- with other people, like, I hope you listened to the podcast we had last week with Billy. Because Billy touched upon how he had someone that he could talk to about this. Billy was our guest that came on last episode. And he was talking about how he had people he could confide in with this when he was struggling with to express these feelings with his father who was alive. But going back to the idea of the father not being present at all in terms of they passed away and you're not able to express those or get that relief. What I'll definitely suggest if you're listening to this question is find find a net, a, a group, a support network of people you can talk to about this. Yes, I know you probably say it's not the same as speaking to someone in a father figure. Then find someone that is that you, you see as a father figure. Not saying that it will bring about the closure you want because, of course, it, it, it takes various things. And in this case, your father is not present. But this, 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 I'll be honest, I'll raise my hand up and say I'm not too sure about exactly. If you listeners have anything in mind, please make sure you share this. I'd love to really address this question more. And I have a speaker coming on very soon that I believe would definitely be able to address this. But in the meantime, I, I wanted to raise that up to you and just kind of op- give an open one. If you're listening to this, make a note of this section and write a note or send me a personal email or any feedback. I just want to hear what your thoughts are, because I feel this is coming from a this. This is probably coming for a lot of people. And that relief is so important because it's almost a thing where. I guess the term closure doesn't really justify it as much where people say they need closure. But more so, I, I, I'm really, really, really intrigued by the, the term used there, a sense of relief. So with that, I see a burden. I see something being carried and it's almost like, OK, so where do I place this on? I, I, I think it's one of those things where I, one thing one thing I could definitely bring it back to is that support network support network who 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 is who can help you lighten your load who can help you share that load not for them to take on take it on but help you address it address it so that you can actually get rid of the load and not pass it on to someone but have people around you that can help you address and reduce and eliminate eventually eliminate that load and the next one we had was someone based on the first episode was talking about how they could relate completely with their attempts, continuous attempts to try and develop and foster that relationship with their father. And it was interesting because she went on to talk about how she tried to take him to cinema and sometimes they'll go to cinema, but he couldn't quite relate. Now, this brought me to... Now, this this is actually the foundation of what we're having of today's episode because today's episode I titled Who or What is to Blame? And I think this pinpoints exactly what this whole conversation is about. 
because I think with every change, every every new thing that's happening, it's always a question. Okay, whose fault it is? We're so quick to find out whose fault it is. Now it got me thinking about this whole issue of okay, the conversation behind fatherhood, whose fault it is, who's who is to blame for the lack of the conversation. Now there are five areas people could suggest that these people or these things are to blame. So the first one is the fathers themselves. So people could easily say it's the fathers themselves, it's their fault that the relationship doesn't exist, so they are to blame. And other people could say, okay, what about the father's father? How was the father raised? Is it their father's fault? And I'm going to address these things individually. The third is society. Okay, what is what what is being presented in society? What kind of evidence and what examples are people seeing to actually reinforce or eliminate their ideas of what a good father, father relationship, father child relationship looks like? And the third, the fourth, which people may see that it's little, but it can also be a big factor, which is age gap. And with age gap between a father and a child comes also generational differences in terms of what is common or what is cool at the time or what it seemed socially acceptable, similar to society. And then you've got the cultural differences. So let's say your father, first generation in the country or wherever it is, where times were different then. And now you are in this 21st century where you're trying to get them to understand the times and try to relate with them. Is that a factor? Is that what's to blame, the age gap? And finally, which I think a lot of it boils down to is, is our mindset to blame. And that coming into, for example, is it that we just assume that fathers are not interested because they're not expressing that interested interest? So all of these things I'm going to dive into very individually. And first of all, I just wanted to start with the fathers themselves. Now, just to give you an update with my journey to fatherhood, it was interesting this week. This week's been a very interesting week. And I, to lay it all on you, this has been the, my journey to fatherhood, my journey to developing that strong relationship I want with my father. Like I said to you in the very first episode, it hasn't been easy. And we're not exactly where we want to be in terms of where I expect our relationship to be. We're not completely there, but it's a constant work. It requires constant work. And this week's been very interesting because I think what on Tuesday, on the Wednesday, I had the longest phone conversation I've ever had with my father. No, it was on a Monday, bank holiday. I had the longest phone conversation I've ever had with my father because I even had to top up my online international calling credit because we're just talking about everything. And for me, it was one of those things where I decided, okay, let's sit down and talk about this. What is it that, why do I blame my father for not trying? Okay, let me take some time to understand him, exactly understand what's the reason behind this. Because the truth about it is that the fathers themselves, some, something someone shared as well, is the fathers themselves may not even know that you 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 need or you want them to express a certain way of fatherhood or you have a certain expectation because communication is so key. I cannot emphasize communication because 
it's so easy. Take, for example, you get home, you, you're in a home where a child wants the dad to, you know, give him a pat on the back. Well done, kid. You've done this. You won a football game. Well done. You've done this. But what they actually, their father actually does is say, okay, you come back from a football match and instead of asking you how did it go, they'll ask you, what time do you need to wake up for school tomorrow? And maybe not acknowledge those things, but in there, they have different ways of showing it. Maybe they can buy you presents and stuff like that, but not have those conversations. So people could say, oh, the father is not very sensitive and all these things, but it comes down to conversations and communication. I, I'm, I'm not saying that this makes... This relieves the parents or the father's responsibility to be more inclined and be more aware to developing that relationship by no means at all. Fathers, everyone, I just want to clarify, there is no one thing that is to blame with this. Everything comes together to work properly. So in regards to fathers themselves, are they to blame? Partly. Because some fathers can take the extra time to work on, okay, I understand that this is something I need to look into. My relationship with my kids, do I have that strong relationship with them? Do they feel comfortable to speak to me about anything and everything? Do do we have a good bond? So that's something a father needs to make themselves more aware of and work towards that. That leads straight into the second factor where some people could blame the father's upbringing or the father's father. So given a personal ex- example, with a phone call I had with my dad earlier this week, it prior to that phone call, I started thinking to myself, okay, let me try and put in context why he may be so kind of withdrawn emotionally in terms of building these relationships with his kids. And I, I remember, and I, re- I remembered that my father actually came from a polygamous family. Now his father had, if I'm correct, his father had three wives. And they all lived in the same compound back in Nigeria. So they literally had section where one wife had him, that one wife had herself and her kids, and another wife had herself and her kids, another wife had herself and her kids. So yeah, my dad, my, my father's father actually had four wives. So with that said, it was almost one of those things where my dad didn't really have that relationship with his father. He didn't really have, a strong bond, if you put it that way, from my recollection and conversations I've had with various people in the family, he didn't really have that strong bond or that relationship because the father, I guess, maybe his father didn't give him that. It was almost a thing where, okay, you're a man, you know, grow up and take responsibility. And there was never a time to harness that desire, that empathetic feeling towards one another and just build that father-son relationship. And I guess it then trickled down into his idea of what a father should be. And we need to be very careful with this point because I think we make the assumption that fathers don't care. But it could very much be the fact that they, they, they didn't really see an example of how a good father would be. And don't get me wrong, doesn't mean that father was horrible or maybe it was just, it could have just been that it wasn't a thing that they talked about. Is ex- exactly in the context of the time. It wasn't, they didn't, fathers didn't really relate to each other like that. It was just, okay, he's the man of the house. These are the kids. Kids talk to mom. And then when I come back, I provide. Now, even on this point, it actually took me back to 
a comment, a feedback I had with a friend of mine. And he was sharing about how, unfortunately, he feels that in this generation, even in this generation, men and fathers are perceived to just be providers. Providers, of course, financially and the role, the societal role of a, of a father in the house just to provide, to be the masculine provider, breadwinner and all of that. And it's about now changing that narrative. Whilst, yes, of course, it's great for people to, for a father to provide, which is essential for the kids, but provide not just financially, but provide also emotionally, relationship-wise. It's never one part that, okay, the father needs to do this, all of this, or the mother needs to do all of this. It's, 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 it's a household. It's a household, and as a household, you come together to provide what needs to be provided for one another and for the kids as well. And now... That I think these these factors really link to each other. Another one is society. And it, it, it comes down to the reason why I really started this podcast. Because a lot of it then comes down to, okay, are we having enough conversations about fatherhood? Or even scratch that. What conversations are we having about fatherhood? Are there enough positive conversations around subjects? Or do we have more encouraging examples? Or is it just negative? So in the in, in, in the schools that I've worked at, it, it's this idea that, okay, the fathers are used, the, most of the kids, majority of the kids grow up without fathers and the idea is, okay, they're going to end up this way, they're going to, the likelihood, research actually, unfortunately, research shows that kids that don't have father figures are more likely to end up in jail. And as scary as that research is, I don't know the exact, um, percentage but it's frightening when you think about it and my thing has always been okay when that re- when such a research finding exists what are people doing in schools in society to actually gear the, the potential risk of that happening are we having enough people enough men coming out and being okay to be vulnerable and talk about these feelings or talk about their past experiences how many story how many how many stories are being told of the good fathers or the positive role models that we have and this is something we need to address so much because beyond this podcast this is a this is something i want us to talk about more like this is not about the black fathers this is not about the white fathers this is not about the asian fathers this is there is no race when it comes to addressing the importance of fatherhood I I want to make that clear. This is not a. This is not a, a nationality specific, podcast or a racial specific podcast. This is a podcast that addresses the issue of fatherhood, which is something everyone deals with, and this is a conversation that I really want to implore you to, talk about more. Have make it more comfortable for people to talk about. Because as a society, if we don't talk about this more, a lot of it will then keep repeating itself in terms of the negative outcomes that we have. It's so important that we start these conversations, that we encourage these conversations in society. Now, I want to ask you, so I've always found it interesting how many guys can turn up and meet up and set a time to meet up to talk about business goals, um, groundbreaking career goals and all these other things. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of productivity, networking, success and all of these things. But how often do we meet together to talk about our feelings? 
our emotions, our experiences, our desires to become great fathers. Now, there don't get me. There are people that do that, but how often and how many people really do that? It really comes down to what we identify as acceptable or societal expectations, because if it, it, it's becoming very scary that without realizing we almost succumb to the societal idea of fathers of fathers being more likely to not be involved in the child's life i know that this is what's happening right now but we can change that narrative and if you're listening to this right now and you're really thinking to yourself but i really can't get to talk to my father about these things let's start the conversation oh from what billy said last week if you listen to the podcast billy said that he started doing very little things Small, small activities, for example, waking up early to watch um, F1 with his father and just making a duty. I know it could be tiresome. It could feel like a, a chore. But trust me, that's you putting in your place in society. Constantly working to develop that relationship so that it can, it, it can make them softer to talk about these things. It will not happen overnight, but we need to talk about it more for people to be able to feel comfortable to make the necessary changes. I'm a firm believer that it takes the society to make a move. Whilst one person can start something, a society could be a, a combination of 10 people, a community, and then start that move, start that change in narrative. And then I think going even back now, the next um factor that was considered was age gap now this one um, i'm about to reveal something very interesting to you guys but it's it's really interesting to say that my dad is he just thought this week he turned he said when he was telling me he said he turned 76 officially but unofficially he turned 77 so it was a very funny one because i was talking to him about it and the reason behind it was very very funny and silly but it just so happened that when he was in secondary school I think he went to take his common interest exams an exam you take to go into the next stage so he when he went to take his exams he met he I think instead of he missed a year in his date and birth certificate in terms of entering his date of birth and because of that when he came back his dad asked him oh you know you got your date wrong and he was like oh forget it it's just one year and ever since, everyone's been calling... He's been a year younger every year. And the fact that he's actually a year older than his um, his his documents show. But going back to that, it was... The reason why I said that is because I wanted to kind of highlight to you the age difference between myself and my father. So my dad being 77, offic- off, um, unofficially, his actual age is 77. So him being 77 and me being 24, that brings us to about what? 77, 24... That's what, 52, 52 years apart? Wow, it, it sounds even more crazy now that I say it. 52 years apart. So that's double my age. 52 years apart. But now looking at that, someone could come along and say, oh, wow, that's too much. How can you even relate with him? And all? This is where you need to now take time and understand, okay, there will always be similarities or similar interest. For my father, it's about telling stories. I love telling stories. I love telling stories. And for my father as well, it's about, okay, how can we bring that 
close together. So this week, I actually coming back to going straight, merging this fact, age gap and mindset. This week, I decided to call my dad and speak for as long as he wanted to speak for. But the crazy thing is, know my dad, because of the past conversation we've had, if I let him lead the conversation, the conversation will only last five minutes. So this time I had to kind of gear the conversation, but allow him to also speak. So for the first time ever, my dad took me through his journey as a bachelor and the heartbreaks he had with females, people not, you know, his... <laughs> I'm laughing. It's not funny because when he was talking about it, you could tell he was still hurting from those past relationships that didn't work out. But he kind of took me on a journey, that uh, an interesting journey where it was almost like, it was storytelling where I just listened and I was, I was like, whoa, so dad, wow, you got rejected by two, three different people at different stages of your life. But that conversation has, has actually kind of closed that gap a bit for me because we're both at that, I'm, I'm at that stage now where in the, few, in the very near future, I would hope to find someone I would marry, have kids and all of those things. And his advice to me was don't stay too long before you marry and even something like that, that's an advice from my dad now that regardless of the age thing, that would, age has nothing to do with that. The age gap between myself and my father, that advice is ageless, if I put it that way. Because I can still get that advice and relate with it. Now, this, this ties back into mindset. Because a lot of times we assume that, oh, does he really want to talk? What's he really going to talk about? What will I talk about with my father? Just start with anything, anything, anything. Just start with anything. I, I rounded it up so quickly, but that conversation lasted for three hours. Three hours on the phone with my dad, who on average, we only have conversation for as long as five, ten minutes on the phone. I say this because it's so important that we persevere and sometimes it's our mindset to previous experiences or conversation we've had with our fathers that we feel that well, based on those kind of conversation, I don't think you'd really want to, what are we going to talk about? You'd be surprised. You'd find out a bit more about your father and it's just continuously keep working on it. It's so important that we work on it because at the end of the day, your dad's not the only one to blame. Society is not the only thing to blame. The age gap is not the only thing to blame. Even your father's father is not the only one to blame. And your mindset is not the only thing to blame. But each part plays a role in terms of how much can you develop that father-child relationship. Now, I want to bring this to a close, but I really want to ask you this. Out of those five factors, fathers, the father themselves, the father's father, society, age gap, or your mindset, which one of those can you start tackling right now? Of course, you can't change your father's father because that experience they've had has made him whoever it is or whatever ideals he has right now. But what are the various areas you can start touching upon? Could it be a, a way of changing your mindset or your view towards the age difference or the things you think that you guys don't have similar in common interest? How can you really start your journey or if anything, enhance your journey? I'd really love to hear your feedback, but it's so important that we stay aware and not make excuses.
So with that, I want to round this up and tell you, well done. Because if you're listening to this right now, that means you're intentional and you want to make the change. So please be sure to share this podcast, this episode and the whole series with someone else that you feel genuinely needs this. And I've actually found out that some of the people that you think don't need it may very well need it. So I'd suggest that you share it to everyone because you just don't know who needs to hear this. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to write your feedback. Leave all your feedback, all your feedback, all your feedback, all your feedback. I say that so that it can stick to your head. All your feedback, all your feedback and your reviews. Make sure you share, comment, follow us on our various platforms, which is on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and then our social media handles, Twitter at Journey to Father. Of course, they didn't let us use fatherhood because the character is too much. So that's Journey to Father. And on Instagram is Journey to Fatherhood Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going and let's keep the journey going. Take care. Catch you next week.